you need to actively get past the distractions and time sinks, get past the insecurities of making something that other people might not think is good or might laugh at. Creativity is an action and you need to take action to harness it. It's not going to just come to you. Let's have a good show, baby. Let's have a good show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Get It podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Gorski, as always, joined by my co-host and below-average soccer golf player, (laughs) Austin Meyer. Coming up on the final few weeks of my season here in Canada, so you'll probably see me in some some new surroundings as I return back to the States. Austin, what's going on over there in California, brother? Well, we got a... Number of fun projects happening here in California. First, I want to I want to give a shout out to a recent documentary that I just released with National Geographic and the United Nations Population Fund. Uh, it's a 22-minute documentary. It's titled With Grace, and it's about this 34-year-old woman named Grace who lives in rural Zambia. And I lived out in Zambia for five months, followed her and her family's story. Uh, it's a documentary that explores her personal story, her family story, but also some of the challenges that women in rural sub-Saharan Africa face to delivering a healthy baby. And it's one of the areas in the world that has the highest rates of maternal and infant mortality. And so I went out there to kind of tell the personal stories behind that. So if you're interested in checking that out, the link to that documentary, again, it's 22 minutes, is in the show notes, or you can just type in with Grace, Austin Meyer into YouTube should bring you there. Other than that, lining up for a 23-mile trail race tomorrow in Oakland, which I'm excited about. Let's and, go. Yeah, focused on some speed, some sub-ultra distances this uh, fall and winter. So I'm excited to, to throw down for that tomorrow. And got some a number of stories that I'm working on, but shortest term, we'll let people listening out there know be on the lookout on my YouTube channel, the Austin Meyer Films YouTube channel, for my annual Halloween video. So for the first, uh, for the past few years, I've spent Halloween interviewing kids as if they are actually their Halloween characters. Legendary. And, <laughs> thank you. It's a, it's a super fun one. So keep an eye out for that. It, it is coming to the YouTube channel soon. And and one of those videos in the past has taken off on TikTok. Oh right. It Take has, it, it has. Almost 600,000 so views he's, of... Uh, he's, he's, you're somewhat famous for these, I would say. <laughs> so, I, I, don't think it, I don't think it would be a stretch to say that you're somewhat famous for It wouldn't be a stretch. These. It would not be a stretch. Love that, brother. Well, everyone, be sure to check out Austin's film, With Grace. I can tell you that it was also made by Austin with grace, but also with tenacity, with determination. I mean, all of the hoops, the bureaucratic hoops that you had to go through... <laughs> to see for for this documentary to see the light of day to you know the least people could do is show it some love Mm, thank you appreciate that speaking of creative projects like that film today we are going to be discussing creativity what does it mean to be creative what are strategies you can use to access your creativity and how can a practice of creativity lead to a more personal fulfillment and with that i'm going to pass it over again to my brother, Stegemeyer. Take it away, bro. Thank you, Hunter. I am super excited 
today to talk about creativity. It is definitely one of my favorite topics. In fact, I even started another podcast called the Austin Meyer Podcast in which I interview storytellers about their creative process. I'm just fascinated by the commonalities and differences between creative minds. And through doing over 50 hours of interviews on that podcast, as well as studying creative arts in college and now making a career in it, creativity is something that I think about a lot. And today on the show, I want to share three different strategies that I think will help everyone tap into their own creativity. And yes, I say everyone because I genuinely believe that everyone is creative. I believe everyone is an artist in some form. The way I like to think about it is like everyone has this treasure chest inside of them. This treasure chest is where your creative ideas and energy are stored. And when you want to create, when you want to go do something original, you have to open that treasure chest and boom, there you go. However, in all of us, there is a dragon that guards that treasure chest. And this dragon is what blocks you from accessing your creativity. That comes in the form of pressure, peer pressure, distraction, lack of belief in your own creative potential, perfectionism, writer's block or artist block. Every one of us has a treasure chest. Every one of us has a dragon. But some of us have made a habit of fighting that dragon to get to the treasure chest. In fact, we've gotten past the dragon so many times that nowadays when we see the dragon, we're like, Psh, bring it on. And we Psh. brush it aside easily. Others of us have not made a habit out of fighting the dragon. It's intimidating. It takes too much energy, too much time. And so when we see the dragon, we just run away. And then the dragon keeps getting bigger and bigger. The good news is that there are proven strategies to start pushing past that dragon and getting to the treasure chest. And today I want to share a few of those with you all. So to start, I'd like to ask you a few questions, Hunter. Hit me. Do you consider yourself creative? I do. I do. Um, and I say that because... During the times when I deliberately set aside time to come up with something original, to come up with something creative, I find that I am able to to really come up with something worthwhile, to come up with gold. You've been on the receiving end of some of that. I remember I call you up and I'm like, dude, I got this idea. You got <laughs> to listen true. to it. And That's that, true. That legitimately comes most of the time from me deliberately, uh, you know, looking at some problem or something and wanting to come up with a creative solution to it. Um, mm. and so most of the time I think my creativity is based in, you know, some, some practical things like, like I mentioned, like solving a problem, you know? Yeah. Coming up um, with marketing ideas or correct. stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Like coming up with marketing ideas and creative ways to, to get the word out there about something or, you know, what have you. I, I, so I, I would cons consider myself creative and especially in that realm. So when you hear the word creativity, what are some of the words that come up to you that would help define what creativity is? Original. Mm -hmm. 
like a spin. It could be like a spin on something else. Could be something mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. Um, something you've not done before. Maybe something yeah. no one's done before. So again, originality right. there. So yeah. cool. Those are those are all great. And it's it's a challenging question. I was trying to write a definition myself leading into this episode. And I was like, you know, let me try to write one because I feel like if I go to the dictionary definition for what creativity is, it's going to be like very proper and official, but creativity is messy and imprecise. So I wanted to sit down. So I wrote this definition of creativity, pretty stream of conscious. So here it is. Creativity is making the best out of what you have. It's recognizing your unique gifts, abilities, and visions and bringing them to life regardless of the fear you may feel in your heart. Creativity is patience, showing up every day and trying to improve at your craft little by little. Creativity is seeing opportunities where others see see none. It is attention to detail and attention to what lights your fire. Creativity is trying and failing over and over again and a dedication to get back up and try again. Creativity is the journey of finding your own voice and being brave enough to share it with the world. So, today's episode, how do we do all of that? Let's begin with strategy number one. Number one is be obvious. Write it in bold, people. Stop the car. Stop the car. Take out your notes app on your phone. Write it. Number one, be obvious. There's this idea out there that creativity stems from thinking outside the box. And thinking outside the box being going for crazy and unusual ideas. But here's the thing. Striving for original ideas takes us away from the unique perspective that each and every one of us has. For example, Mm. Mm. I have this friend in the improv theater performance group I'm a part of. His name is Anwar. Okay, and I remember the first time I rehearsed with Anwar, I was just blown away by his creativity the things he said, the worlds he brought to life on stage, they were fascinating. I mean, he was like creating sci-fi universes and fantasy tales. I kept thinking to myself, how does he come up with this stuff? (laughs) So one day I go up to Anwar after rehearsal. I say, (laughs) I say that, how do you come up with this stuff? He's like, I don't know. I just, I'm just doing and saying whatever comes to my mind. Well, turns out, you know, I'm good friends with Anwar at this point and I've learned that Anwar loves fantasy books. He loves anime. He loves sci-fi. He even writes a blog about this stuff. And when we are improvising, he just says what comes into his mind. He's being obvious. But to me, someone whose world is not that, it's, it's brilliant. It's so creative. So being obvious is his strategy. It sounds simple, right? But here's the thing. It's not. All of us have this idea of what things should look like, of what a painting should be, of what a video or documentary should be, about what an innovative idea at work should be, what a marketing idea should be. And so what ends up happening is we repress the obvious thing that comes into our mind as being not interesting, and then we conform to what we think it should be like. Hmm. Or we come up with some wild and wacky idea that is probably similar to what everyone else is conjuring up as a wild and wacky idea to be creative. So if you want to be creative, the first step is to be like Anwar. 
and be obvious. Do what is natural, what is easy, what is apparent to you. Your unique view will be a revelation to someone else. So I want you to think, instead of thinking outside the box, think inside the box. Or you're going to flip it. I'm going to flip it. Think inside the box. Look more carefully. Or as Proust said, the real voyage of discovery lies not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. Mm. Now, I want to bring this concept home with one more quick anecdote. On my other podcast, the Austin Meyer podcast, I interviewed an incredible artist named Maya Resnick. And I was asking her about becoming an artist, and she pointed to this one moment that really changed things for her. She was a, a junior at UC Berkeley and was in a figure drawing class. At the time, she just viewed herself as a hobbyist. You know, art was something that was calming. It wasn't a career path. And she really didn't even think she could draw or paint very well. But she liked taking the classes. So anyway, she's in this class on this one day. She's drawing a nude model, and she's really struggling. She was doing her best to draw this person like exactly as they were, like the perfect torso, the perfect thigh, like make it like photorealistic painting. And she reflected on just meeting all this resistance within herself as she was trying to do this. It wasn't fun and it just like wasn't working. But then out of the corner of her eye, she saw this other student in the class and she was drawing vigorously. So Maya was just like fixated and wondering what she was creating. So at one point in class, that student gets up and goes to the bathroom. And Maya goes over to her canvas (laughs) (laughs) and was stunned by what she saw. The painting was gestural. It was abstract. She said you could barely, you could could see the figure's body, but it was almost like falling apart on the page. And I'm going to play a little audio clip from this moment Uh, where Maya is reflecting on what that moment meant to her. Oh, I love it. And I remember just like my heart started beating faster and I fell in love with her and what she did for me that day. I think she gave me permission, not that you need permission to be who you are, but she gave me permission to not be tight. It activated a part of me where I then started when I would go to museums and galleries, I I didn't care if I didn't like the things that everyone around me was liking. I would go and look at the the Gustin paintings and the um, the work that really made me feel a certain way. And I think that's when where I realized, well, that that's what's important. It's 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 making work that makes me feel a certain way and hopefully makes the viewer feel a certain way. So what's fascinating to me about this quote is today. Maya is a renowned abstract painter whose work is showcased all around the world. But it took that moment for her to learn to tap into her own voice, to her own sensibilities, and to her own obvious. She knew she knew when she was not feeling like it was connecting that what she was trying to draw was not obvious to her. Her creativity was not coming out in the way that it was meant to be. She was trying to do something that she thought it should be. But this other person gave her the permission to just be herself, to just be obvious. And trusting and being obvious unleashed her creativity in ways that are changing lives today. Yeah, I love that. I think that's that's awesome. You know, that that the point that you made earlier on, just about you you know, you don't have to do something beyond yourself. Sometimes just your unique perspective is creative. I think definitely you could even see I, I feel in the way that I answered. 
the question about what is creativity, like I overlooked that as well, right? To think that it's something where I have to give deliberate focus and attention and say, you know, I need to come up with something new and original. Um, mm -hmm. But it really could just be the way that I look at a situation or I look at the problem or I look at the world and that in itself can be um, can be creative, can be unique and, and can, right. um, can unveil something. You know, yeah, so. often the thing that doesn't feel original to you because it is always in your head right. <laughs> is actually original to everybody else, <laughs> right. which, which I feel is like it just frees us up so much. 100%. Okay, number two. Number two, write it down. Stop your walk. Stop your run. Relax for a second and write this down. Number two is make a mess. Lots of messes. I think there's this perception of creativity that comes from this archetype of the artistic genius, like someone who's just got it. They want a brilliant and groundbreaking idea and then they just like conjure it up out of thin air. Or it's someone who takes all these neat steps to solving a problem and boom, they engineered a creative solution. Well, for 99.99% of people, this is not at all how it works. I say that from firsthand experience. Creativity is a mess and you have to make a mess. You have to embrace the mess. And not only do you have to make a mess, you have to normalize messing up. Okay. So I like to think about it by reflecting on the way kids play. So I have two nieces, I have two nephews. I watch them color, watch them play with Legos, watch them dance, watch them make sculptures, watch them cook. Let me tell you, much to both my older brother's chagrin, they make complete messes. A horrible mess. Horrible. Oh, <laughs> horrible mess. They're always cleaning up messes. <laughs> we can get to the cleanup talk later. But in the way that they express their creativity, colors all over the page, Lego structures all across the living room, it's mayhem. And it's really striking to me, not only because it makes me realize how clean and orderly the process is when we get older, but also because there's never one thought from my nephews and nieces given to the question, is what I made perfect? I'm here to say, perfectionism kills creativity. It destroys it. I saw it in all my creative writing courses at Stanford. I see it in all the workshops I teach on applied improv. I see it from filmmaking peers today. People are obsessed with doing things perfectly. And what happens is that fear of not being perfect prevents them from creating anything at all. Author Anne Lamott describes perfectionism like this. I think it's an amazing quote. She says, I think perfectionism is based on the obsessive belief that if you run carefully enough, hitting each stepping stone just right, you won't have to die. The truth is that you will die anyway. And that a lot of people who aren't even looking at their feet are going to do a whole lot better than you and have a whole lot more fun while they're doing it. Perfectionism will ruin your writing, blocking inventiveness and playfulness and life force. Perfectionism means that you try desperately not to leave so much mess to clean up, but clutter and mess show us that life is being lived. Mm. Clutter is wonderfully fertile ground. You can still discover new treasures under all those piles, clean things up, edit things out, fix things, get a grip. Tidiness suggests that something is as good as it's going to get. Tidiness makes me think of held breath of suspended animation while writing needs to breathe and move. In that quote, she is talking about writing, but you can replace it with any creative expression. Being perfect is so 
much pressure. Don't worry about being perfect. Make a mess. And when you do this, you're going to make a lot more things. Some of them will not make your portfolio or be in a museum. But at some point, creativity is just a numbers game. If you want a good idea, you got to put a lot of ideas out there. If you want to create something meaningful or good, whatever good means to you, you got to start by creating a lot of something. Legendary author Kurt Vonnegut said, quote, go ahead and make big scrawls and mistakes. Use up lots of paper. Perfectionism is a mean, frozen form of idealism, while messes are the artist's true friend. What people somehow forgot to mention when we were children was that we need to make messes in order to find out who we are and why we are here, and by extension, what we're supposed to be writing. I love this, dude. And this is actually, we've talked about this previously in the podcast that that I've had to work on this a lot, right? Like fighting the perfectionism. Mm-hmm. I, I remember ever since I was a little kid, like I, I, they used to call me the marker king because I wouldn't go outside the lines <laughs> ever. I mean, the attention to, to not going outside the lines was severe. Still is to this day. We might, we might have I'm to start calling honest. you that on the podcast. The Marker King? Yeah. The Marker King. Next, next episode, I'm introducing I'm you. I'm pretty the, sure the that my King. mother has like one of the, the, the illustrations that I did that earned me that nickname. I'm pretty sure it's, it's on the wall somewhere in, in, in HQ. Uh, we'll have to it. check that with her. Um, but no, but I think you're, you're 100% right because I definitely see in, in, in aspects of my life over time how perfectionism kills creativity and it actually doesn't breed the best results. Mm-hmm. What's coming to mind for me with this Mm-hmm. is a shared experience between our two, between yeah. the two of us, which is, uh, which is improv rapping. What we do yes. all the time when we're in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Some freestyle. That helps me a lot. Break that perfectionism pattern and be okay with making a mess of these oh, yeah. lyrics and making something that makes no sense and is a complete flop or fail. Mm. And over time through that process, I get better and better and it breeds yeah. better and better results. Whereas if I, was there trying to think about the perfect thing to say and how I'm going to make everything rhyme and whatnot, I would go nowhere. I would never open Mm. my mouth, which we hear, which we see often because just a, just a warning shot to anybody who's listening. If you ever catch yourself in a car ride with me and Austin, (laughs) you might be improv rapping. Yes. And so we've seen many times statues frozen solid when the mic comes over to them and i'm sure a lot i'm sure a lot of it is 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 what you've what you've been bringing up here right is meeting the dragon and Mm -hmm. not wanting to to look funny or stupid and not you know and 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 seeking perfectionism and wanting to absolutely nail it right and be good at it um and so that's definitely coming through for me with what you're saying the funny thing about freestyle rapping is that Usually, if we pass the mic to someone who's just entered the car with us, they've usually kind of like there's been, you know, five minutes and we've already been rapping some before we pass on the mic. And their first couple lines, you can tell they already had planned them, right? Oh, and yeah. then they get then they get beyond the first couple lines, and we start to give that positive reinforcement once they start messing up. It's like they do that first line and they and they nail it, right? And it's like, we know that they plan that. We're not like that excited. But then when they throw out something that surprises even themselves, even if it's like wild and doesn't land at all in terms of the rhyme scheme, we're like, there we go. 
we appreciate but, and that. Then, and then, but what about the moments where they put something that they can't even believe that they put out there just because yeah. they're willing to, you know, throw mud at the wall. And those exactly. are the moments where we go nuts, you know, exactly. rewarding the clutter, the messiness, the creativity. Absolutely. All right. Number three, y'all. Number three, keep showing up. I know it won't come to surprise anyone who's a regular listener here on the podcast that I was going to make a connection between sports and creativity. But when I was a little kid learning how to play soccer, I was not any good with my left foot. I'm a right foot player. Weak foot was a struggle. Anytime I got the ball on my left side of my body, it was just easier for me to move it over to the right side of my body and pass from there. But I knew that to be the best soccer player I could be, I would really need to have a good left foot. So I started working on it every single day. I would juggle with my left foot. During practice, I would force myself to just use my left foot sometimes. And my family, I even brought this to my family. I'm working on my left foot. You know, help me. Help me work on my left foot. My family started to set up incentives for me. Like I would get to go out to my favorite restaurant called Kieran if I scored a goal with my left foot. And over the years, I got a pretty damn good left foot to the point where my ability with both feet became a key reason why I got to you know, have time at center midfield for Stanford University. Now, remembering the dragon and the treasure metaphor I started off this discussion with, when it comes to my filmmaking, podcasting, writing, photography, all of it, I think about getting past the dragon and to the treasure chest of creativity with the same mindset that I approach kicking with my left foot. Mm. I just got to keep showing up day after day, keep creating. I just got to keep creating. And every time I do, it gets easier to show up the next time and get past that dragon. Now, when I, when I say this to creatives, say this idea of like, okay, when you're not feeling the creative muse and creative inspiration, you still got to show up. I do get some pushback. So I will admit creativity is often fueled by unstructured play and daydreaming and taking breaks. I get that. But it's also a discipline. You have to make space for it. You have to do the work. That's why in the metaphor, there was a dragon guarding the treasure. You need to actively get past it because you need to actively get past the distractions and time sinks, get past the insecurities of making something that other people might not think is good or might laugh at. Creativity is an action, and you need to take action to harness it. It's not going to just come to you. I want to make a, a couple a couple, uh, a couple, points here. One thing I want to add to what you've just said, I want to I sprinkle in some NLP, some neuro-linguistic programming, because Please. I really like the visualization that you're bringing forth, which is the treasure trust and the, jag- and the dragon, if it helps mm-hmm. anybody, because what's coming to mind for me when I think about this is every time... I'm able to push past and overcome the dragon. If we can just visualize that dragon, maybe it starts out as a big dragon, right? Yeah. We face mm-hmm. this dragon we've turned away many times and now it's a big dragon. Every time we pass it, maybe it gets a little bit smaller. Maybe it's mm-hmm. roar gets a little bit softer. Maybe the fire it spits out, you mm-hmm. know, gets a, gets a little bit more retracted. And then over time, 
as we continue to get past the dragon, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and its roar yeah. is softer and softer and softer. So if you can kind of go through that visualization, that might help you in the moment um, because I know at, you know from time to time that helps me. Also, other thing I want to make a mention of is a quick anecdote here for anybody listening um, with Austin's example of uh, training his left foot. Uh, small yeah. side note here, I still attack his left foot exclusively on the soccer <laughs> tennis court. I go after that left foot every single time we're on the soccer tennis every single time we're on the soccer tennis court, I'm going after it. So just wanna just wanna it. make that known for the people out there and for Austin here as well for our future matches. Uh, it's fantastic. Hunt, do you wanna do you wanna recap our three tips to harness creativity for the folks out there listening? Absolutely. So again, stop driving, stop walking. Stop, stop watching TV. Just stop. stop it. Write them down. Number one, be obvious. Number two, make a mess. Make lots of messes. And number three, keep showing up. That's right. Those right there have gotten me very far on my creative journey. And I really think they can help you too if you are looking to access your own. And if you are looking to do that, then let's make it official with this week's Go Get It Challenge. Your Go Get It Challenge this week is to schedule. And by schedule. the way, yes. The Go Get a Challenge this week, of course, brought to you by our sponsor, Partners Board Partners Game. Board Game. That's right. Partners, Partners Board, Board Game, Game bringing you the Go Get a Challenge. Go ahead, Stig. That's right. Your Go Get a Challenge this week is to schedule an hour of creativity. Put it on the calendar, one hour of time. And in that hour, you're going to challenge yourself to be obvious. You're going to make a mess. And you're going to show up and do the work no matter the circumstances. Love it. And with that, folks, remember when you go into this week, as always, go get it. Go get it, folks.